I got such a hangover. Stayed out till midnight again. Really? Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. is going on people this is fucking point hammered episode 100 what's up nerds got the bastard here raj here fucking a man what's been going on what are you up to well not too much well that's a lie actually there's been quite a bit <laughs> we've recorded 100 episodes of this idiotic program that's true but we are not going to celebrate quite yet i think probably the maybe the fifth anniversary episode will be coming up here in uh, June, so I think May, about that. June, yeah. Might get the gang together, <laughs> go over some old times. Do a shot a minute for however many episodes that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Plan so, a fucking sleepover. Something going on the weekend, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you could have a, a Warhammer party, dude, <laughs> for a bunch of Warhammer guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys can look forward to that. We're just doing some Akon coverage this time, along with the usual bullshit. Mm-hmm. Before Akon, I had to get my Blood Bowl Dark Elves in order here. Wasn't too bad. Spent a night basically putting them together and then got them base coated on a different night. And then early one Sunday morning, went out to Walmart to pick up that antique walnut satin Minwax Poly Shades <laughs> dip. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I dipped, dipped those motherfuckers. I haven't dipped anything for quite some time. Mm. I forgot how hard you got to shake those little fuckers around to get off all the uh, excess. So I was doing the actual dipping technique, and then I just had a big piece of cardboard set out, and I just flick them like probably 20 times each, get them nice, nice and going. And I don't know. I only had 12 models to deal. It's pretty awesome because it only takes... I don't know, like probably five minutes to do all of that. Yeah. So then you're like, why the fuck am I bothering to paint models <laughs> when I could just be doing this? But the, just those 12 models, I don't know, it must be because I'm getting older. The the low 30s here, I'm practically <laughs> geriatric. But my arms are killing me for probably three or four days after that. My biceps were sore. And I only did like 12, 12 models. And I remember probably five or six years ago, dipping like... Two entire War Gods of Egyptus war bands. <laughs> and that's probably like 50 models each. <laughs> and I don't recall ever having any problems. Mm. So I had to go online. I had to look. 
Because I'm thinking about, I don't know, it's got my dip juices flowing again. Doing that. <laughs> it's just so damn quick. Your dip juices. My, my dip juices are flowing, John. And apparently, the thing to do is you, you can do it where you get like a Dremel or whatever. Yeah. And spin them around, but... The real dip professionals don't like that because it flicks off too much of the dip. So what they recommend is you actually you get like a little cardboard box and then you kind of mount your uh, model on a base that's attached to like a big nail, and then you stick it in stick it in the box so the nail sticking out the <laughs> bottom, and then you kind of just slide your hands back and forth together like you're trying to start a fire. Like Mr. Miyagi with yeah. one of the little fucking weird drums with the double beats. Yeah, the little... You do one of those, and apparently that's like a low-impact way, you know, to get your get that excess dip off your models. I see. So if I do decide to do an army, I'm going to have to invest in this... A bunch of nails, I guess. And some super glue. I don't know. It seems like too much of an investment. I'm just going to shake them out. I probably got a bunch of nails downstairs. I'm sure yeah. I could bum you. And by bum you, I mean bum you. <laughs> a couple. Come on. Oh, they're right back here, Joe. Why don't you, be- why don't you bend down there and see if you can uh, see what you can find. That's it. It's a little dark down here. Don't worry. So, yeah. Those guys. Dip turned out great. Golds. Brilliant. Leathers, awesome. Skin looks pretty good. You do need to do a highlight on the skin. Yeah. If you're not a lazy fuck, <laughs> I decided not to be. And then the purples, I started with like a scorch brown yeah. for the base for the purple, so it really wasn't purple at all. And then after the dip, I went back and did three shades, and basically I was just mixing whatever the new purple pastel color is. Okay. It's like a pretty light purple. Just mix it with scorch brown. So you got like a purple brown, and then it ends up pretty purple. Yeah. And then after I did that, I did a purple wash, and looks looks solid for the amount of time that went into it. You can't tell that they were dipped. Uh. Uh, so I think if you're experimenting with the dips, a really easy way to kind of break up the dip effect is just to go back and do a couple of different like GW washes yeah. over the dip parts. Sure. Like if you had some browns or reds, just using a green, a blue, or a red, any one of those colors will give a different different zone, even if it's the same color. Sure. Just to break up the model. So yeah, that's all I had to do for Adepticon. I didn't have to stay up all night painting <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, that shit's for the birds. <laughs> yeah, did you have any pre-Adepticon preparation? No, I did not, in fact. All I did before and since is still converting up five more Orctonian Knights, which they're almost done. Turns out the boars don't really take that much effort, maybe an hour per boar conversion time. Mm-hmm. So what are you converting on the boars? Uh, well, you got to fill the gaps and add fur because I kind of reposition the heads. They are quite so gap intensive. Do that. Sculpt some fur over like the little where the head meets the body, and otherwise you just add a couple little baubles, you know, like a little flutely or a little shield on the side of the board, and then you got to add some rope or chain that looks makes it look detached somehow, and mm-hmm. then just put a caparison on there. So you got, like, some cloth on his back. Those have been pretty fun. I've been getting pretty elaborate with them. The more I do, the crazier they get. So Mm -hmm. by the end of this project, they'll probably look really awesome. (laughs) And then you can tell which ones I did first. So first they were really flat with no fucking spice going on. When I did that flying boar, that's when I first started monkeying around with it to try and make it look a little cooler, like it was actually ruffling in the wind and popping up off Mm -hmm. the boar's body. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool because, you know, you add these 
big folds that are raised up off the body of the bore. Then you got to go in this little tiny green stuff cavern and put fur back in there because that's the <laughs> bore's back. You know, <laughs> that's been all right. It's dedication. Yeah. How Just, come orcing goblins? Haven't figured out how to put armor on the boars and the wolves yeah. in the actual fluff. It's not that maybe bright, I guess. Make, I don't know. Maybe the boar boys would be all right if you could take... Sometimes they'll have armor or plates on the head of the boar, mm-hmm. but generally that's it. And then, other than that, after I finish these five, I'll do two more, which I should be able to zip right through. And then I'm going to fucking prime those guys, start painting them. I'll probably do them one at a time again. And while I'm painting those, I'll start or continue the conversion work on the second Iron Blaster for the Bull Ogres. No way that shit's going to be done for Screw City, so I'll probably have to go back to Beasts. Or maybe Dwarves, if I really... Event that's six months away. Yeah. (laughs) You can state without a doubt that you will not be ready for it. Yeah, because I have have to paint two man-eaters. I have to convert and paint the whole Iron Blaster... And I have four more Mornfang, which I'm going to use those centaur models, you know, bull centaurs for. So it's going to be a lot of work, a ton of conversion time, a ton of painting time. And this week, since we've been back from Akon, I got two fuckers moving out of the apartment since I started jacking up the rents. Uh, so I've been just running around doing showing. A couple of bruised and, shit apples nah, laying on the ground. Nah, they're all right. They're just... Uh, they're just moving on, which is fine, because mm-hmm. that means there's more money coming in every month. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But yeah, so that, that'll that come together shortly. And then hobby-wise, other than that, I haven't really been doing shit, man. I've been doing a lot of work on the motorcycle. I know this is sexy front end is all together. I see. Ready I see. to go. I gotta Sitting start. here in the <laughs> Hastingswood Studios, <laughs> about six or seven feet away from me. Yeah, yeah. Got a lot of shit to do there. I've been fucking spending big bucks. I got my old lady. She's moving out now, so yeah. we're going to fucking split up here, live separately, which is kind of a hassle because it means I got a lot more chores and work to do. It uh, also means yeah. I got a lot less money coming in, so mm-hmm. I'm about 50-50 right now that I'm going to have to bail on the Quake City tournament. Mm. As soon as I confirm that, I'll I get think my biggest concern over. here is your fart stories are going to yeah. <laughs> drop to a pretty much fraction of what they used to be i'm not gonna have any good fart stories (laughs) because generally the entertainment factor comes from the girlfriend reaction (laughs) so sadly it's gonna be a while before there's any good girlfriend's fart stories gonna have to start just start burning up coworkers, <laughs> random people. I dropped a just pretty that. big one at my desk today, and nobody even fucking responded. It was fucking loud, too, so I know people heard it. I was like, <laughs> I looked around. Good Lord. Oh, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. I recently converted to a standing desk at work, <laughs> and we've discussed it on our car ride down to Adepticon, but... It turns out one of the side effects of the standing desk at work is it's really difficult to fart silently when you're standing up. <laughs> you have, like, no practice for this. Because at home, I've been using the standing desk, and you just rip that shit wide open. <laughs> you have to start practicing at home for, your, for work yeah, time. Yeah, so now probably <laughs> two to five to ten times a day. If you're near my queue, we might hear like a little. Uh, <laughs> just trying uh, to. Any, anywhere from two to 600 times a day. <laughs> good listening time after lunch, yeah. right, before, right before I leave. Those are good times. <laughs> I'm 
this weekend I'm going to do up a list for Raj Podge. I'm now committed to the Slayers. Good old Wayne Barry not only hooked me up with some amazing honey whiskey at Acom, but he also hooked me up with a slew of really nicely yeah, painted Slayers. Yeah, they're very well, very well painted. They are for sale, too, so... Anybody's looking for a bunch of painted slayers. Did he give you a price for those? Nah, he didn't. So, but check it out. I can send you a few pics. Get in touch with, with me. I'll get you in touch with him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was shocked how nice they are. And they'll go well with the rest of my bros. The only difference yeah. is my bases are painted green on the sides and his aren't. But I got moved trays. You could probably mix together a lot of people's different slayer dwarves. And they probably go together pretty well. <laughs> pretty standard color you got your metallics, your skin, your orange hair. It's all about the color of the pants, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and if you added tattoos what or not. You guys got green pants? Yeah, my bros do. What are these ones rocking here? Got some browns. Grays. Gray pants. Gray yeah. pants. That's ridiculous. Fucking no Slayer would wear gray. What kind of fucking Karak would have gray as their color? <laughs> Just blend right in with the mountain. Yeah, maybe they're camouflaged. <laughs> Better so, to sneak up on the trolls, Snorri. Looking forward to that. I'll get that shit squared away. Mm-hmm. Probably get my ass owned at fucking Raj Podge, but I'll get... Well drunk, so that'll be fine. I think we. I think you might do all right. <laughs> First scenario, getting in the watchtower. Yeah, you might be that. one of the few lists with fighty blocks. I don't know. It depends. Yeah, we could see a wide variety of lists here. I'm gonna load up on whatever ward saves I can get. Yeah, take a goblin healer. It's a very good idea. I'm debating on the Slayer Pirates, but based on point caps for unit size, I don't think I'm gonna be able to squeeze in enough. So yeah, I think they're 190 for 10, so you could get. Woo. Not many Only more 14 than 10. or yeah. 15. Yeah, there's a 250-point unit cap at the Podge. Yeah. Whatever else I need. I think I have about 35 or so. Wayne's hooked me up with probably about that many, and then Paul Gonzalez generously offered to fucking hook me up with some. Uh, so. We might have to have a full 2,400, 2,500-point Slayer <laughs> battle here. It's <laughs> the Demons. Kicking it old school. Drones, T5. The... Uh, Beast of Nurgle, T5. If you let me use Epidemus, all the Plague Barrels will get to Strength 5, <laughs> T5. Basically, the whole army would give you victory points. So you can't really win that game. <laughs> you know, I could just shoot for the minor win. Until <laughs> I get in and rip Epidemus' head off. <laughs> yeah. I don't foresee you. I don't foresee you running him down. No. Well, Dwarves don't have that minus one in the new book. Mm-hmm. So I guess it depends what book we're going by for that. So. I think you go by the original, minus one. Well, yeah, that's like your opinion, man. (laughs) So I got a fucking super shout-out here. Yet another envelope from China showed up in my mailbox. Oh, nice. Super well-taped. And there were three more Chinese (laughs) condoms. So we got these three condoms. Six Sex is the name. Premium, glossy, ultra-thin condom for the Raj here. Excellent, excellent. (laughs) Yeah, this is from Kellen. Who also wrote in a pretty fucking sweet note and sent a fucking crisp $50 bill. Whoa! So a fucking super cheers to this bro. Says he's been enjoying the show and enjoying our talk and recommendations for books and such like that. So super fan Kellen. Much appreciated. That'll fucking get us through two months of hosting. Mm-hmm. All you boners that are downloading this shit, you can fucking thank Kellen for the next two months worth of point hammered. <laughs> Hammer. And uh, yeah. Cheers to that, awesome. bro. Can't wait to try these out. <laughs> Get them up in your old lady's hind end. <laughs> I might just use one, you know, by myself. You know. Just a little special treat if uh, you when fucking... the old lady's not around. Yeah. 
due to your uh, what's the, what's the proper word premature ejaculation issues. <laughs> if you just put all three on at once and have sex, you might last a little longer. <laughs> like go ahead and like peel one off. Yeah, go for a little longer, peel that other one off. <laughs> it's like a fucking onion cock. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. All along the back here, it says it has the let the number two with a line through it. I don't know if it's trying to say don't don't double bag it. <laughs> Maybe it means don't stick it in the butthole where the number two comes out. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah, I was pretty entertained to find That's that. That's awesome. Thanks, Colin. They don't expire August 2018. Now you got plenty of time. Yeah. If I end up back on the singles Imagine market once a year here, so better send over some Chinese magnums. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. So you find yourself pumped after Acon? No, I found myself super overwhelmed with apartment shit. So uh, I've seriously barely had time to do a goddamn thing. Usually my typical lunch break of come home, whack it. Fuck around with models and wrench on the motorcycle for an hour and ten minutes. I haven't even had time to come home at all, so mm-hmm. it's been unfortunate. But sounds like a sad state of affairs. Yeah. Plus, whenever I'm around, it's just unhappy girlfriend times. Drama. So last night I went out for volleyball. Got a solid buzz. Stayed out till about midnight. I gotta stop doing that. Makes Thursdays really rough. Well, how many consecutive? Wednesday nights I've been here. <laughs> yeah, like hundreds. <laughs> Previously they were Thursdays. Yeah. They're gonna be Tuesdays next next volleyball season, so excellent, excellent. Yeah. You been uh reading, listening, watching? I've been working through the talisman. Yeah. That is a long ass <laughs> book. It's probably there's like forty, forty five or forty six or forty seven files and it's I don't know. They're like an hour piece, forty-five minutes to an hour piece. Easy. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's almost kind of seeming to be like a Steve Stephen King's version of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's like this kid going through the fantasy world, which like mirrors the real world. He's gathering weird allies and such. It's all right. I don't know. I'm thinking about jumping ship here. Oh. We'll give it a little while longer. <laughs> I gotta paint some another witch owl for the Blood Bowl team, and then I'm working on an assassin for that. And then I picked up a at Adepticon for the Stuper Bowl. All kinds of Blood Bowl tournaments. You always get a free model that's like a Blood Bowl player. So this one was like a Coach Gitka. It basically <laughs> looks like. Ditka. Yeah, he looks like Ditka, and he's got like a big cigar and glasses, and, like a clipboard. That's fitting, being that it's Chi Town and all. He's got like a, you know, like a sweatshirt. It's got like the ridges around the bottom, you know. So, he <laughs> so I then want to paint him up in the color scheme. So I'll probably be, give the talisman to the end of that to become a little more interesting. I don't know. It's just a slower, slower kind of pace book. Yeah, it's from the early '80s. Mm. Not much action and swearing. <laughs> Unfortunately. All right. Other than that, the Helix finale, that show on Sci-Fi Channel mm-hmm. by the makers of Battlestar. After seeing the first season from start to finish, I don't really recommend that one. <laughs> Yet another meh recommendation. No, not a meh. <laughs> this is like this is a, a solid d- no. No, don't. Like it looks like it's going to be awesome. Like there's these zombies, but it's not really about zombies. It's about like weird super people. And then the Zombronies are all weird and intelligent, like 
they're like sneaking around air ducts and stuff like that. And then <laughs> at one point, there's like a one of the original zombies. They got them like in a sick bay. They're trying to fix them. And then everybody's standing around talking to them. A bunch of zombies drop in through the air ducts. Knock everybody around and then carry that Zombroni out of there. <laughs> like, zombies don't do that shit. So it's not really about zombies. <laughs> it's just kind of a weird show. Uh, don't bother with that one. Walking Dead finale. Saw that. That was stressful. Yeah, I was really disappointed with how that fucking ended. A, uh, super cheesy line. B, you just want to know what's going to fucking happen. The earlier of the episode was pretty good. Yeah, you're no, like, was- well. I don't see how they're going to get out of this. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And then it kind of ends. Well, I don't see how they're going to get out of this. It's going to have to be Tyrese and the blonde chick. Yeah. Fucking coming through with the baby strapped to their back, killing fucking Satanist cannibal <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. The weird thing is if you really want to know, you can just go down to Galaxy Hobby, pick up the graphic novels, read through, <laughs> find out what happens. Mm. Surprisingly, I've held off. Yeah. That's not a comic book, bro, so... I used to pick up a bunch of Alien vs. Predator oh, yeah. graphic novels. Those are pretty, dec- mm. pretty decent affairs <laughs> for the AVP fans. I have been watching a bunch of shit, reading a bunch of shit. I'm still reading The Blade itself. I'm almost through the fucking first book. It's gotten pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Inquisitors just went in, raided the Mercers, shut those fucking bastards down. Mm-hmm. Still stoked to see what's up with these badass Northmen. Yeah. Still hasn't come together. Still just a bunch of nah, disparate stories. Still brewing. Yeah. But, uh, but it's interesting. So far, I recommend it. Simmering. We're going to bring it to a boil <laughs> soon enough, my man. We'll see. I was seeing some tweets that it really pops off in book three, but I feel like I'm a long way from book three, so I'm in desperate need of some audiobooks. I'm right about to wrap up Dune Messiah, which has been fucking amazing. I think there's one more Dune book that I don't have, so I might try and track that down, but otherwise, I'm going to be fucking right. high and dry for... Pop- probably hook you up here. Nice. That'll be much appreciated. I have been watching a couple shows that I don't think I've mentioned before. One is Pram Face. What is that? It's a That's fucking a English show. It's on Hulu. It's about this chick and this dude hook up. They're young, you know, late high school. She gets pregnant, and then it's all about, like, their quandaries with having this baby and being kids. She's really rich, like, from a posh English family. Mm-hmm. And then the dude... He's from this super poor Irish family where they can't really... The dad doesn't work and the mom's always ripping on him. It's it's, it's entertaining, though. It's worth a watch and there's a bunch of cuties in What's, there, so... It's called Pram Face? Pram Face, yeah. What, what is that then slang for? Uh, apparently, it's slang for some face Chubbo? chicks make. Chubbo? Yeah. Pram Face? No, doesn't relate to uh, weight. She's rocking believe. a real Pram Face. <laughs> pram cabs, Pram Face. No. Stop, stop pramming around. It's not what it's about, but... Pretty good. I think it's free on Hulu, at least the first couple seasons. They fucking dick you around on the third one because you can watch the first couple episodes for free. But if you want to watch episode three, you got to be on Hulu Cuck Plus. Suckers. So I fucking sent them a mail bomb full of nails and shit. So <laughs> I'll probably be going to jail soon. Uh, also, uh, previous, whenever I run out of shit, I go back to our own previous recommendations. So I started watching An, an Idiot Abroad. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> dude fucking cracks me up, dude. So funny. Kind of reminds me of like weird porn Matt because he kind of looks like him. <laughs> and, uh, but the dude's impressions on shit are just hilarious. Uh-huh. If you have uh, Netflix, definitely just watch an episode of that. It's really good. It's made by the bro that did the original Office. And, yeah. Uh, 
that Ricky Gervais. Yeah. He'll call him at various points just to harass him. Yeah. They <laughs> should give him grief. <laughs> they fucking send him on these like eight hour bus rides. <laughs> this misery and pain. And then he's going to these weird, it's like wide open nudity too. He goes to these little like Indian yogi dudes that are taking their dick and twisting it up uh, on a stick yeah. and then doing these really weird squats. And he's just like, does that give you any ideas for uh, <laughs> some, some new, new moves to pull out here? I don't know if I'm that fucking adventurous. Yeah. Wrap it around a fucking giant marker and just start fucking twisting it all around. <laughs> Doesn't sound proper. Might stretch it out. Really entertaining. Excellent. That dude cracks me up. They also have like a Netflix show that's almost like a podcast because yeah. it's just them talking and then there's like a cartoon of them talking and like they'll act out the things that they're doing in the cartoon. I can't think of the name of it, but it's those three three guys, Carl Pilkington. The Ricky, same three bros that are doing and the, that. Yeah. yeah, that other guy. Thoroughly enjoyable. So they have all the seasons on Netflix of that? For Idiot Abroad? Yeah. I didn't even check. I just seen it on a recommendation list. I'm like, oh, yeah, Roger recommended that. Good thing. Mm -hmm. So then, boom. Second season is the the bucket list. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then third one is Life's Too Short. Mm -hmm. And that's where he's out there with Willow. Little tiny Warwick Davis. Willow! Willow! You idiot! Yeah, so fucking moving right along, man. Let's talk about fucking format changes here. Yeah. What do you got to say about that, buddy? That's it. We're done. No. 100 episodes and eat my asshole. Johnny, you're scaring him, man. You're scaring him. Yeah, so we've done 100 episodes, essentially doing the same thing Yeah, that we've been doing all along. Not generally giving too much of a fuck either. Yeah. So lately, we've been sitting down thinking about how to move forward. We are going to move forward. The show will keep going. There will be a few changes in the format, but now the more I think about it, it's basically going to end up mostly the same. Yeah. It's going to be a lot quicker for us to put them out. So you might see more episodes. Yes, you should. Better than our once-a-month routine we've currently been at. We're going to shoot for every two weeks, and... You know, one of the only real differences is when we make these kind of recommendations, you'll be able to go on our website, and in the show notes, there'll be a link to Amazon, so you can order the audio book or order the book itself. Yeah, there'll be a support section. We'll get take a little kickback. To, to websites. Some will be affiliate links like that, Yeah, and but some will just be you know, links to bands and music that we like. Yep. You know, so different kinds of links. So we will be... Looking to generate some funds to actually pay, pay for, for this, this shit. <laughs> yeah, the costs have gone up. Used to be a little cheaper, but and then any funds left over, we might make funny T-shirts or we might just go out and get drunk. <laughs> we'll get drunk, go to tournaments. We do like traveling to faraway tournaments. We decided. Yeah. Oddly enough, so any extra loot that you guys help out with will go towards that. That's all to say. Yeah. It's not decided totally what will be in there, but we're going to figure it out. The only other key will be on the homepage. There'll be a link to Amazon that if you buy anything through our link, we'll get a little kickback for it. So anytime you want to shop at Amazon, just fucking click through our site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a Adam Carolla thing, so it sounds we'll, funny we'll, to say that. Wet the beak. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wet our beak. You'll get what you need anyways. Win-win. Stay tuned for that. Otherwise, just be the same old business. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a fucking break, dude. Deck.
Uh, all right. So let's talk about Acom, man. Yeah. Uh, we ended up rolling down together. Yeah. Thursday fucking night. We rocked down there. As it turns out, I was going to head down there Wednesday, but a couple key factors played into the Thursday going down. Domus poor being one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one was ended up getting really drunk on Sunday. I was having a Turkish feast. Uh-uh. <laughs> and ended up drinking too much wine, followed by some bourbon barrel stouts. Ooh. Ended up passing out on the couch, waking up at about three or four in the morning, crawling into bed. <laughs> and then in the morning, I uh, was feeling pretty good, but it was clear to me I was incapable of doing any work or driving a vehicle. <laughs> You're still drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had to call in for the first time. It could be the first time. I can't recall having to do that previously. <laughs> How about, have you had uh, any hangover sick days, um, Mr. Hastings? I usually at least go in for the morning. Yeah. I know I've been super hungover and gone in before, but... I know I've gone in drunk because there's been times I've showed up and then by the time lunch would roll around at 20 after 11, I'd go to the fucking table, still giddy and drunk feeling. <laughs> and everybody would be like, dude, you fucking reek yeah. like alcohol. <laughs> How have you made it this long today? <laughs> yeah, so that kind of put me a day behind my duties in the workplace. And then, yeah, I was going to crash with Domus on Wednesday night. That fell through. So I ended up rolling up Thursday. Had to miss out on the 3K yeah. at times. But... Did get a little Taco John's on the way, Ugh. which yeah, resulted was... in some wickedly awesome farts <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the weekend, particularly the team tournament. That was pretty fucking foul, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on! <laughs> Sickening! You're ruining all my con air! You're ruining my Adepticon air! Come on! <laughs> so Thursday... I feel like I partied a lot more and a lot later than I had intended to because we didn't go to bed till like three in the morning. Yeah, I went to bed at two. <laughs> well, first thing I showed up, Domus, Mark Wildman, a couple other boners. We're getting in on some, I don't know, some kind of mansion game or you're going around exploring shit. Yeah. So I got in on that right away. They had just started. We played around and... Mark ended up becoming like a super zombie. <laughs> and at some point I had like, I had a revolver and I had a, like the magic talisman needed to kill him, but he ended up chomping me up pretty good. <laughs> and I think he ended up winning in the end. Yeah. And then they broke out the UK version of the Cards, Cards Against, Against Humanity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you played more of that than I did. Yeah, that was, was pretty fun. Around. Except when all of us American jackholes didn't know what what the shit meant. There's a person that we have no idea who it is, or there's just a fucking slang term we don't get. Cottaging. Yeah, cottaging and Madeline McCann or some shit. (laughs) So then we got to stop, and they explain it to us, and by then the whole goddamn joke is lost. (laughs) (laughs) But it was super fun. Yeah. So we were crashing in a room with Mr. David White Tech. Yep. Mr. Greg Dan. Yep. Mr. Grant Fetter. Yep. Now, I did see a Twitter pic. (laughs) And when I saw this, it made a lot more sense of a conversation that Greg had had with me. Because it was a Twitter pic of Rogers asleep in the bed in the morning. Yeah, like a sensual, kind of an early morning pic. I got my arm draped across me. (laughs) And a real fucking... Just daring someone to kiss me. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was a point during the weekend where Greg came up and he's like, You know, 
You sleep really weird. Anytime you heard anybody moving around, you just put the pillow over your head right away. <laughs> it's kind of an instinct I've developed over the years. It just blocks out noise. Mm-hmm. But I believe it protected me from, from ending up on Twitter in a very vulnerable state. Shame on you, Mr. Dan. <laughs> well, you took a good pick. Send it to the girlfriend. There's a point when I came in the room drunk one of those nights, and he was just fucking sprawled out on the bed. No blanket, snoring. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I should really take a picture of him, but that would be a total dick move. So I didn't do it. (laughs) Grant was telling me he had a, he was sleeping in the same bed. So at some point he came in later and then kind of had to like sneak in there and like gently (laughs) nudge his arms away from his side of the bed. (laughs) Overall, the the room situation worked out fine. Yeah, I felt bad for Dave that first night because he didn't have any blankets and he froze his ass off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. He's like right under the, like the AC unit, but just it was blasting out yeah, there. It was the day after that, and Domus is like, "Hey, buddy, you want a free bed for the? Or you want a bed for the night? Like, I got one free bed, like it's paid for." And I'm like, you know, you should probably give that to White Tech. Yeah. <laughs> we got it covered, so it worked out for Dave. Worked out for us. Yeah. Solid. Good times Thursday night. Yeah, it was a blast. Bright and early team tournament once again. The Rogers. And the Hastings team up. <laughs> the fucking handsome point boys. Hey, man, we're the all-time leading overall champions. <laughs> Are we really? With two. I don't know anybody other team that's won twice. Nice. We were fucking close. And we man. had a second place once. So there you go. So we had some I mean, sweet fluff. Which... We've been shit lately, but... Yeah. <laughs> We've got a certain reputation. You know what I'm saying? I think we did it with Skaven and Beastmen combo, didn't we? It's hard to remember. It's been so many years. <laughs> no, the first one was Dwarves and Dogs ah, of War. Yeah, okay. And then I think the second one was actually Dwarves and Dogs of War, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Dwarves and Dogs! <laughs> yeah. We have won some, some team team tournament painting awards yes we had in the past and the the beasties there was a lot of fucking teams 120 something yeah it's fucking crazy it's crapshoot it really put an interesting spin on everything because it's like all right these are the objectives like don't try to win i mean you're going to try to win but mainly you have to do these objectives if you want to win overall you have to get every single one so And, and you have to win the game if you're at a point where you're gonna not get the objective, but still win the game, or you have a chance to get the objective, but you could lose. Like you gotta you, back up you off that go, throttle a bit. <laughs> you gotta go for the objective and yeah. t- take the potential loss. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple of conversations about, well, do we want to win this or do we want to win win the overall thing? <laughs> so we kind of had some some painful moments where we had to concentrate on the objectives. Yeah. And kind of wrap those up at the expense of other things, but overall went pretty well. You were rocking the. Most yeah. effective thousand point ogre list. I had eight thousand points of ogres at a fire belly with a gold sickle sword, dispel scroll, and a rock eye, which we didn't remember to. Yeah, game we're gonna. Three. We're gonna <laughs> I remember to use. You got to make like a rock eye model token, yeah. token and then put it down in front of them. So like every turn before you move him. Yeah, you're like, ha ha, bitches. <laughs> yeah, and then you put it next to him. You're like, I spy with my little eye. <laughs> These like a, bros. A weird voice. I had eight guts with a banner of discipline, full command, eleven nabos with a champ, four more in fang with a full command and a gleaming pennant, and three solo saber tusks. Mm-hmm. Rocking thousand points of demons, two heralds of zinch, one unit of horror, sixteen, sixteen strong, full command. I think I had a magic resistance banner in there. 
And then four Beast of Nurgle, four Plague Drones. How do you think they work together overall? I thought it was solid. Yeah. I could see us taking that list again. I, can, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. No, not at all, because I can push it forward, and you got the shit to come around, protect the flanks, we deal got with the a, magic. We got good magic, blast, good, good, good blasty magic. Yep. Well, it seems like blasty magic is like a good thing to have in the team tournament. A thousand More points, than any other yeah. kind of, because you can't really guarantee the buffs, but we could guarantee we'll blast the fuck out of you. <laughs> we have the opportunity. Four channels. Three of those each worked out pretty well. Who did we play round one? Round one, we drew a team called Fists and Woodies. Yes, yes. And it was Ogre Kingdoms and Wood Elves. What was their fluff? You had to come up with fluff. Yeah, we got some desperate times make for desperate allies. Uh, yeah. Wood Elves has, have always felt secure in their deep forest kingdoms, secluded from the prying eyes of the outside world with numerous wards and traps in the forest to deter any would-be invaders. However, as war rages over the lands, the bounty of the forest is being tapped. The mm. kingdoms of man need the wood and fertile land for their numerous towns that spring up like the plague on the lands <laughs> the forces of destruction hack mercilessly at the woods for their war machines and chariots so that they can earn the favor of their dark gods only the wood elves stand in their way as the true protector of the forest the elf numbers are few and the invaders too numerous to count as the last maiden of the forest the sorceress arlie commands arlie. a beleaguered force <laughs> of tree spirits to defend the last stand of her forest Knowing that she could not possibly hold out against all of the foes arrayed against her, she has sought out mercenaries to help her in her defense. The riches of the forest are not great, and the demands of mercenaries of gold and plunder are great. Too great for a forest dweller to pay. Arlie has searched long and far to find a group of ogre mercenaries to come to the forest's aid in her darkest hour. Their price is great, and Arlie has no idea of how she will pay their inflated price. <laughs> but there is no choice but to promise the ogre's riches for the defense of her lands. When the ogres demand payment, there will be a terrible reckoning. But that is a battle for another day. <laughs> we forgot to read our fluff, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, these bros... Similar list to what I had. They had a fire belly. They also had a bruiser, mm -hmm. seven guts with a dragon hide banner, an iron blaster, and a unit of three Mornfang Cav. It's fucking crazy how small ogre lists end up being. Mm -hmm. Just like no real models to them. But and then the woodies. There was unit of eight dryads, unit of ten dryads, unit of ten glade guard, five treekin, a spell weaver on the lore of beasts, and that's fucking it, bro. Does it say five treekin? It says five tree cannon, one champ. So oh, I don't know okay. if that's five or six, but yeah, and I'll rebuild it at six. I was gonna say because they use six in their game. <laughs> Cheap? <laughs> no, I'm just a retard who can't read an army builder list. <laughs> that's the problem here. Mm -hmm. We fucking just did our business. <laughs> 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 kind of yeah. pussyfooted a bit at first, you know, push it up a little bit. They had the dryads on each flank, and they're kind of just sitting back, plugging away with the. Iron Blaster there. Yeah, which but, uh, fortunately was not doing what Iron Blasters generally do. Well, I think you had to take a leadership check turn one between this between the magic and the blaster and the glade guard. Yeah. But we had, had a good plan for that Iron Blaster, which was namely roll a nine on the Reign of Chaos table, <laughs> hit it with Corn Stone Thrower. Take it off. <laughs> wound it. Six wounds, take it off. <laughs> After that, 
Yeah, we were. I just mopped him up. I was kind of pussyfooting, finagling my shit so the stupid cannon won't fucking hit me in the side and kill all my Mornfang. And then, guess what? On the magic phase, it just went away. Yeah. So they didn't have too much at the end. We had to kill all their wizards. So at one point, there was a bit of a panic because it had the Glaeguard way in the back with his general fleeing from stuff. And we got shit coming in from all Come, sides. Coming in, but it's kind of far out. Yeah. And then his fire belly and bruiser are locked in combat with, the with your Mornfang. And it, it's kind of a drawn combat each time. Like we could just, break them. And if they do, then we might not be able to get them. I was barely holding on there. I was down to one Mornfang by the time the plague drones finally yeah. flanked those fuckers. But the plague drones came in. <laughs> to the rescue. Wiped them out. I don't know. Did the Mornfang kill the fire belly outright? Yeah, they did. Just yeah. a bruiser. So we got that yeah. wizard. Capped him, and then we almost made a boo boo in the last turn when we ah uh, we just the glade guard had rallied the wizard lord was in there at one point he bailed though no he didn't bail we were like yeah let's oh, fuck that unit up with was. a big fireball <laughs> so we killed all the glade guard so then it was just her <laughs> so she's got like 360 degree 10 inch movement and thankfully they went towards your. Iron went guts. straight left, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it's your iron guts. But they could have, I don't know if you saw, but he could have went the other way and then got out of the charge arc of my beasts. Uh, and then it would have come down to magic phase, whether... Whether we could fireball that cunt. Yeah. yeah. So, but the little, your little unit of 10 knoblars tracked across the table edge. Caught us an objective. Got it. Yeah, I got that hill. We probably wouldn't have got that hill. In tournament settings, dude, 10 knoblars with a muso... Or a champ, some kind of command model, are fucking awesome because they'll take objectives and people just ignore them yeah, all the time. Especially so. Adepticon where you know most scenarios will have an objective mm -hmm. where you're capturing terrain or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so main objective was to get the wizards and their overlord. We got them all. Yeah. Other objective was controlling terrain. Yeah. We did. No, hills, just hills. But The little knobbies got one and the whores got the other one. Yeah, solid. That's a good warm-up game. Yeah, those guys were a little newer, you could tell. <laughs> I have to, do have to say I got an awesome. This is the first time I've used Gateway with any success. Mm. Where I rolled the strength strength 11, so it's capped down to 10. And then when I rolled for the number of hits, I rolled a 16 <laughs> hits. Yeah, because it goes to 3d6. 16 strength 10 hits. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. You got to see some of the horror raisin in action. Yeah, those fuckers like doubled in size. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I got a nice little block here, just in case the Morn thing lose it. Turns out the guts with the fire belly had no problem cleaning up the treekin. Because <laughs> uh, you multiply no, you, wounds. No, you didn't get any through. Not the first. No, it was the. I think he almost cloak broke spell. you the first time. We had a flame cloak spell uh, on though. That yeah, did. the treekin were beaten up on your guts. Yeah, pretty good. They won combat. Because I flubbed the breath weapon, it yeah. did no wounds. <laughs> and then you just had. Well, I just got this flaming fire cloak. And it did like three wounds, which went to, or four. It, it went ape shit. Yeah, it did three wounds, which went to six. Yeah. That's a pretty good spell for the fire belly to have. Yeah. Because he's actually going to be in combat. It works out. Because it's most on fire wizards, you know, it's like a level one or two that you, know, you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> you want Maybe the opposite. Chaos. Maybe a chaos fire wizard. Yeah. Like a knight or something like that on horseback would be good with that spell. So we fucking took max points out of that one. Yeah. All right, who do we get round two, buddy? Round two. We got the Pact of the Northern Gods. We have a full-page, single-spaced <laughs> novel thing here. I won't be reading this one. Too long? 
Yeah, four full paragraphs. It's like a story. Needless to say, there's fire, sacrifices, the northern moon, all the good stuff of chaos. Growing <laughs> love. Yeah, so it was a uh, warriors, chaos, demons, and chaos combo. So for the warriors, we had a sorcerer of zinch on a disc, enchanted shield, talisman of preservation, chariot of corn, two gorbeast chariots of corn, some chaos warhounds, and a hell cannon running that shit out. The demons of chaos, he's rocking slanesh. So he had a herald of slanesh with a greater gift, and he was a level one with the loris slanesh. He had 24 demonettes with the standard dis- discipline. He had that big ass super chariot. The Exalted, and then he had two units of three Screamers. And for spells, they rolled pretty good with their spells. They got Phantasmagoria with Slanesh, and then with his two dice, that son of a bitch rolled Gateway. <laughs> We're going to have a Gateway off. First off, before we talk about the game, this was Brian Siebold and whatever his bro's name was, and they were fucking uh, ripped yeah, up yeah. drunk at the beginning of the game. They were pretty... So they start... They give us each pretty hot two try. beers. <laughs> I had two beers. Yeah. They gave me a cigar. Stars. We decided at the very beginning to just do shirts off Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the whole goddamn room is looking at us like, what the fuck, man? Scans and scans. <laughs> yeah. So these dudes were super fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I had a really good time playing them, but uh, yeah, so carry on with the game. Yeah, so the objective of this game was to you had to get the Overlord, so I was kind of worried about this one because the Zinch disc guy was the Overlord. Yeah. So <laughs> Hard to, to catch get, if they didn't want through, him to get yeah, caught. Yeah, if they didn't want him to. And then also kill the rare units, so they had to kill the Hell Cannon and the Exalted. Yeah. This one went our way. They ended up. Miscasting the Slanish Wizard lost Phantasmagoria yes. first round. They ended up miscasting with yep. Gateway and lost that. They lost both spells because they were both level zeros yeah, by the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. So that so that was key. Yeah. But basically, in the middle, he pushed up his chariots, and we had an interesting. They had four chariots. Yeah. So, it was like, so holy we, shit. It was kind of a standoff. The plague drones cleaned up on the screamers. Yeah, they brought them around our left they flank. Juicy hatred. Yeah. Juicy <laughs> stuff. But basically, his corn chariots in the middle flanked one with the beasts, overran into the other. Yeah, it was a far charge that. Even I didn't really expect it, because when you took it, you opened up your flank to a charge from the Super Slanesh Cheer. Yeah, so this was key. I'm like, I know the rules for that thing. The beasts are not going to have a problem with that chariot. And I asked him like five times, bro, are you fucking sure this is a good <laughs> idea? This like, seems I, really I weird. Move up. I can move up if you need it. I'm like, no, no. It's like, I got it. I fucking got it. Yeah. So, so yeah. it worked out. Flanked that other chariot. Killed the first yeah. one. Flanked yeah. the second one. The exalted came in. He actually did three or four wounds, but that chariot is so weedy, I did three or four back, Yeah, did a wound or two to the chariot in front. I get a charge and a flank, and the beasts don't have flanks, uh, so I ended up winning by one or two, Yeah, <laughs> and then ended up grounding it out over a turn or two. Yeah, And then the hell cannon, I think I gatewayed it, and then I hit it with like the, the bolt thrower zinch spell. Yeah. After that, I rampaged into the beast of Nurgle after yeah. it had <laughs> wiped out those guys, so yeah, they just killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Those goddamn beasts of Nurgle. Uh-huh. The fucking Mornfang are sitting pretty much in the middle of the table. Yeah, they're kind of so. pussy fun. We're, like, we, we're not sure if we need them to go after the Hell Cannon because well, we, we have to kill it. They had declared a charge, but I think they had failed it because they were going to come in and help out the beasts against that other chair, that huge Slenish chariot, but they failed it. So they just ended up sitting ducks yeah. in the middle. And then the bro on the disc 
got wise and decided to fucking flank charge him. Yeah, so this, when he declared it, I was like, yes. I was like... Because this was one of the only ways we're going to get him. Yeah. um, If we couldn't count on the magic. So he came in and I declared a challenge with my champ, which fucking locked him up pretty well. Yeah, he's just a wizard, so he didn't do any wounds. But you were... Losing combat, so you had to make a steadfast check on, like, an eight. Yeah. One try. Because your general was there. Well, I had two because I had a gleaming pennant. and I. Oh, that's right, that yeah. gleaming pennant. Because they broke one time, and I, and those dudes start cheering, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh, boys. <laughs> gleaming pennant. <laughs> and they made it the second time, and then the horrors came in and flanked yep. that dude, and we and ended up breaking time, him. They had a couple extra ranks. You cast a leadership spell on him, too, mm-hmm. so you had to use the disc's leadership instead of the rider's leadership. Yeah. I'm curious of our listeners' opinion because I heard later on that they ruled against that combination for the treason spell, which I don't quite understand why you wouldn't use the mount's leadership. Yeah, the treason spell specifically states... Use it wouldn't have mattered in our situation because he rolled like a nine yeah, anyways. Yeah, it, it basically just took him down one leadership point. Yeah, and he, he rolled had higher than his own ranks, leadership. standard, flank. Yeah. He was on snake eyes anyways. Mm-hmm. but so Popped it, him, and then that was it, the max points, getting the rares and getting him. And then it was just clean up after that. Although, we had a big combat at the end, and uh, by this time... <laughs> one beast of Nurgle... <laughs> One of those fellows was quite besotted. Oh, yeah. Just barely hanging in there. <laughs> he, was, he fucking broke one of my Mornfang. He was wasted. He popped the fucking musician's horn off mm-hmm. and pretty bad shape. Afterwards, so we won. Took full points out of that one again. Uh, the objectives were, yeah, you mentioned to kill the rare, keep your overlord alive. Your overlord, you had to declare your highest leadership model. Uh, between your two teams, mm-hmm. you know, uh, character model as your overlord every round. He'd get some special rules, but, you know, kill a BSB, you get that point automatically if they didn't have one, kill their overlord, and then get a core unit into the deployment zone. This is the one the Noblars just marched across and took that point for us. Yeah, the Nobbies. Fucking always See coming through, bro. Yeah. So after this, we went outside. They had given me that cigar. Mm-hmm. So we stood outside for like an hour smoking this huge cigar. And before we came in, the dude that had been really wasted threw up over the edge and then puked all over his shoes twice. <laughs> and when I finally came in, he was passed out in a chair, and he did not play a game. <laughs> he sat in that fucking chair, passed out for pretty much the rest of the night. Dude. He was there every time I walked by. I was like, that was fucking good work. And like during the game, his buddy is just feeding him rum in a coffee cup, yeah. just wide open. So I was like, oh, man. And Brian kept handing it to him. He kept down in it. So, oh, shit. It was funny. He's a real trooper, though, outside. He's just fucking puke on his fucking shoes and then start puffing his cigar again. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Fucking crazy. So, yeah, we were fucking sitting really good there. We had two wins, max fucking points. Yeah. So In contention. Yeah. I don't know how many. But we had all the pain Probably points five covered. Probably ten other boners with max points. I'd yeah. Say yeah, there was quite a at few. At least. So, we, had a, we had a shot. We made it up to table two. Going into round three, let's read our fluff because we don't have any we don't have any fluff from the bros we played last all round. Right, all so. right. The handsome point boys. Luke Fireand belched, expelling a puff of smoke as he did so. The fire spirit within him was still astir due to the magical energies he'd been exercising. During the height of the previous moon, he'd received a vision of a great battle to come, one in which his own forces would be dramatically outnumbered. He'd spent the week since in isolation, communing with the dark powers, seeking a way to emerge victorious from the upcoming struggle. His answer had come just now, in the form of a new wisdom bestowed by some great dark power 
A savage grin transformed his huge bull snout as the smoke from his belch coalesced into the ethereal form of a many-tentacled demon. Whisper my name when you are upon your enemies. My host and I will answer your summons, it croaked. Speak Cthulhu, and we will answer. All souls freed during the battle will be ours to consume. <laughs> Luke nodded his assent. The copper bangles hanging from his great bullhorns jingled along in festive agreement. With the pact made, the vaporous form dissipated. Luke's eyes burned a brighter red than usual. His elation at an answer to his call granting him a vigor he'd not felt since the last battle. <laughs> Luke stood up on the dark forest carpet of moss and dirt. His great knees cracked as he did so, mimicking the sound of branches snapping. He began the trek back to his bestial host, his meditative isolation at its end. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> you can be the next Gav Thorpe. <laughs> well. I should point out... My piece of fluff that yeah. I was working on we decided was going to go yeah. go through a different angle, <laughs> basically about the huge giant turds and pieces of shit <laughs> that the, the bull ogres were dropping, were <laughs> attracting beasts of Nurgle and rot flies, <laughs> and somehow they had like gone and been able to control them with like shit wands and stuff like that. <laughs> My shit wand. <laughs> Yeah, we both decided to write fluff and just use what was better, so that's where it ended up. <laughs> so round three, we drew Wayne Barry and Andrew Ratman, fuck TC boys. Yeah, I like Wayne's list. Yeah, so they had ogres and they had dark elves. Wayne was rocking ogres. So had a fire belly, level one with an iron curse icon, additional hand weapon. They had 18 iron guts in a single unit with a full command standard of discipline. Now, maybe there wasn't even a champ in there, but it looks a bit. <laughs> turns out when you're spending 809 points uh, on one unit. And then they had three solo saber tusks. That was the whole ogre army. Mm-hmm. And then the dark elf list. There was a master on a dark peg with a cloak of twilight. He had a lance, heavy armor, sea dragon cloak. And a shield. Well, you have a fucking sea dragon cloak and a cloak of twilight. How many fucking cloaks does this bro have? It's fucking bullshit. They had 13 dark shards, another 13 dark shards, both with standard amusal, three bolt throwers, and two units of five doom fire brolocks. So that was that. This one. The objectives. Yeah. It's fortitude based. Yeah, it was. So you'd get plus one if you destroy or cause to flee from the board your opponent's most expensive unit with a banner so I mean we had to get that fucking gut star out of there somehow Yeah, you get a plus one if your overlords survive the battle and you get a plus one for having a BSB alive at the end of the game and then there were bonus objective points. Those are the bonus battle points. The bonus objective points were plus one if your most expensive special unit is alive at the end of the game, and plus two if your overlord is still alive. So this one, we were kind of looking for how could we get the max win. So we're like, well, how are we going to take out this Iron God Horde here? Well, for spells, I ended up with Burning Head. Yeah, which actually... Worked out pretty well. Yeah, it would Give have. Give us a shot. Give us a shot. Yeah. And you had a leadership spell. Treason of Zinj, yeah. So we could drop the Gut Star's leadership, mm-hmm. hit it with the burning head, and run him off the table. The problem was we needed to do a wound or two before we sent the burning head at him. Yeah. Because he only hit four ogres. Yeah. Strength four. It's no good. You got to do an actual wound. This one, this was a good game. This was my first game against the new Dark Owls. Got a taste of the Brolax. <laughs> What'd you um, think, buddy? 
Pretty bro, huh? <laughs> pretty bro and pretty bro and one thing was I kind of thought that we would that we had to get across the board quick that we'd have to because we'd get magicked off because they'd be wiping out the Zinch guys with their magic missiles. Turns out and though, stuff like that. So the alliance rules. <laughs> yeah, so their alliance immediately broke because of the dark elves. You can't trust them, fuckers. So they're splitting magic dice from the get go. So it was actually us who had the big magic advantage. Yes, because they so, had to split the spell as well. If I had thought about that going in. Maybe we would have played a little more defensively. I don't know. We were we were gunning for the overall. We were also... So we kind of deployed centrally. We needed a gateway, and you didn't get it. Yeah, the other thing, too, was I made a mistake when I was picking my spells. I had a level 2, and I dropped... I rolled for spells, didn't roll gateway, and then I dropped one to take blue fire because I was thinking... Yeah, this spell work, probably worked pretty pretty good against the Brolocks. Does D6 strength states hits, and then they take a toughness check, so they're failing those half the time. Sure. And it, you know, if they're getting regeneration, it doesn't matter. But I should have saved that for the final roll, where, okay, if I didn't roll gateway, then I would drop whatever I rolled to take blue fire, so, so at least I'd have something. But as it was, I rolled two spells, dropped one for blue fire. Then the second guy, he rolled a two... Or he rolled the spell that I dropped. So basically I had pink fire again. I rolled pink fire initially. I was like, eh, I'm not going to use this. Dropped it for blue fire. Then I rolled pink fire again. So if I just kept pink fire, I would have gotten gateway. Instead, I had basically pink fire again. And then when the unit of horrors went, they didn't roll gateway. So we were gateway-less. <laughs> so I think that would have been particularly useful for keeping that peg lord off of us. Yes. Because <laughs> as it was... As we were slogging across the table, they were coming in from the flanks, and it was tough with the Zinch Horrors because I had to face them in order to cast my attack spells, but I didn't want to face them because that dude would be able to fly in, take out take out my overlord. Basically, if their overlord was taken out, we would have won the game immediately, so yeah, they, they definitely would definitely would have kept them out of 24. So, But we, we had the issue risked it where we had, to get rid of, we had to get rid of that gut star before... We broke their fortitude because we needed the bonus points yeah, to win so the tournament. We kind of just went forward, tried to ignore the guys on the flanks, basically the Brolocks and the Peg, peg, guy. peg Rider. And I don't know, we just needed a couple more turns in order to do it. We needed our magic phase to go. I mean, I don't know. Well, we had some super shit luck because you got. Well, that was towards the end when everything was collapsing, anyways. Yeah. He had both his his general, the Peg Lord, and the Horrors in with the or the Brolocks in with the Horrors, and did a shit ton of wounds, didn't make any saves, and then charged the Brolocks and the Plague Drones, did like eight wounds to me, didn't make any saves, <laughs> and, didn't, didn't kill anyone in return. The Plague Drones just popped. Yeah, but it was close even up till the last turn. Basically, they moved their their pussyfoot with the Gut Star for some reason. Yeah, they should Operation Girl. Once they <laughs> kind of figured out the burning head could burn them up in the end. Yeah, unintended. <laughs> they kind of moved it forward, so we still had a shot. Where if we went in, well, in the magic phase, we'd have to panic off a unit of crossbowmen with magic, and then we'd have to go in and kill the fire belly. Yeah, the first part almost worked. We panicked a unit of crossbows, but they stayed on the board. And then, well, then it looked pretty grim because that means you'd have to last a couple turns. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you charge your eight iron guts into the eighteen yeah. iron guts to try and kill. Yeah, with a fire belly in each. Kill the fire belly. So it, 
Well, there was no hope. It was really just desperation. Yeah. Like if I had broke them, which because we were going to break statistically, the next there's yeah. like zero percent chance, you know. But yeah. like, all right, this is our only hope. Yeah. Send him in. I did a bunch of wounds, but he had like fifty-two attacks back. Yeah. It was pretty awesome yeah. seeing that full, the full guts and their glory. <laughs> and that was that. So we fucking went down mm-hmm. to those bros. Well, we did not win anything <laughs> yeah shit. let's talk about results then we came in i think 13th or 14th overall oh, cool. 15th actually scratch that but i mean that's a decent showing for 120 something teams mm-hmm. yeah the drinking buddies team took overall twisted troop came in fucking third those rat bastards <laughs> mm, nice i don't really remember who took pain it's not listed here ah this f- bully you fucking naughty it's fucking biting me. Damn, boy. It was the guys with, like, the four-foot-wide by three-foot display board. Oh, uh, yeah, with the fucking uh, water-themed dwarves and high elves. It turned out to be a dual-purpose display board, because <laughs> I saw a shit ton of Space Marines on it later. <laughs> <laughs> mwah, mwah, that mwah. makes sense why it was so big. Yeah. <laughs> but... Didn't get no painting. Didn't Domus, get dick. Domus later mentioned, if we had made the smallest attempt <laughs> to create a team theme <laughs> besides Johnny's models and my models. <laughs> we would have been a shoe-in. We would have been a shoe-in. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> Which, uh, something to think about. Uh, a few, few years ago, we had done that for, for dwarves, dwarves and, and dogs. dogs. Yeah. Well, and you know. The, the whole entire Skaven army, the Wild Clan, was themed... <laughs> With the beasties yeah, in mind. Yeah. Those guys matched well. Uh, I think the bastard teams of Shatner are the one, the guys who won it, but they won paint, I mean. Mm-hmm. That was that, man. It's a good little, time. It was a blast. Team tournaments are always a fucking good time. Mm-hmm. Kind of a shit draw in round three because after the Vanguard and they went first, we're surrounded by Brolox and a fucking mm-hmm. peg slut. Yeah. Oh, I think that's kind of on us. Yeah. I think uh, he's true. play that game two out of three times. Well, I'm feeling good about our chances, my friend. <laughs> so, all right, fucking moving along then. Friday? What'd you do Friday? You took a snooze. Friday night I was just in a bad place. Recharge of the batteries. I was having girlfriend issues and just wasn't fucking feeling it. So it was like 9 o'clock. I just went to fucking bed. Mm-hmm. Really fucking good. slags out my whole weekend when shit like that goes down. But that's a good plan. Don't have the stamina to go wide open three days. But if you get a little break in there, <laughs> go wide open two days. Well, I could do it. I've done it enough. But <laughs> the next morning, it's nice just to wake up and be like, wow, <laughs> I feel all right. And mm-hmm. got some sleep. And I ended up heading up to the lacrosse boys' room. They had a delicious feast oh, going yeah. on up there with uh, meats and cheeses <laughs> and such. Those are my fave. And also some pulled pork tacos. Oh, nice. Ended up driving a shitload into me. <laughs> Even though we had that pizza, I, I basically went up there for a second supper. <laughs> <laughs> and we did drop 40 bucks on a Chicago pizza. Mm-hmm. wasn't really as good as I thought it would be, but... Those vegetables still, ruined it, man. I was so hungry at first. I was like, yeah, get this mm-hmm. in me. And then I ate so much, I just felt kind of sick. <laughs> yeah. Then I... I don't. I didn't stay up too late. Probably midnight. Yeah. I hit the hay. I had a early morning as well. The Blood Bowl Championships were calling. <laughs> Let's take a break, and then we'll get on to Saturday. She said she's gonna quit me if I didn't quit the booze. So I just started drinking more to see if she would really choose. Every breath, and I'm glad she did, cause I was about. 
so fucking Saturday. Want to talk about your blow, blow, buddy? Yeah, stupor blow, stupor, stupor blow, stupor bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I went. It's funny because the blood bowl shit is held up in a random suite on like the 16th floor. <laughs> There's probably 20 or 30 boners in there. Well, it seems less than previous years, but went up there with my darkies, and it's kind of cool actually because Ytech popped up there. And he was talking with uh, Johnny P. Yeah. Who runs the Zlurp cast. Sure. And Whitech actually stuck around for the first game because it ended up being me and Johnny P. were actually playing in the first round. <laughs> and he had an undead team with the werewolves. I don't know if that's the necromantic or if that's just the regular undead. I know there's a couple of different undead teams. Yeah. Uh, but basically he had two werewolves, uh, couple whites, a big kind of ogre undead kind of guy. I'm not quite sure what it was. And then a bunch of Zombronis. And this game was pretty bloody. He ended up taking down three or four Dark Owls within the first three or four turns. <laughs> but then uh, I took down one of his werewolves in the first turn, and he never came back. And then... So he was kind of running the ball up the side, and then I was kind of concentrating on just beating up his guys. Mm-hmm. So he ended up eating up the clock until about maybe six or seven turns of the first half. He received, and then um, basically scored a touchdown. I didn't do anything with my turn or two. And then second turn, we lined up. He kicked to me, and then I drove down the field. And this one... I would have liked to have been able to run out the clock, but he would have had so many. He had so many guys around there. He's mm-hmm. such a good player that you can't plan on everything. And this was going to be my one shot, so I knew I could tie the game at least, which I ended up doing. So I'm like, well, it's just going to have to come down to defense. And so he had three turns at the very end, and my my defense was shit. He just ran over me, scored <laughs> like in three turns. So I ended up losing 2-1 against that one. But this game was cool because I got to see how the double double frenzy players works. Yeah. It kind of keeps people away from the sidelines. Yeah, you can shove them out if they're a space yeah, off. If, the if they're two spaces away yeah. instead of one space. Yep. So you can really kind of catch people out and kind of just force the gameplay to the you know your how you want to play because if then you run down the sidelines well you know they don't want to come at you because you're going to be able to push them out it was cool kind of got me interested in that team they're kind of like a glass cannon kind of norse type thing because they're all like armor eight but uh werewolves yeah frenzy and claw it's pretty good yeah they're all strength three across the board and he just took mostly block with his extra skills sure went down that round Round two, went up against a young lad running orcs. <laughs> this was an interesting game. He's kind of a quiet guy. Uh, he mainly took guard on his black orcs. Yeah. So he had a lot of guard going around. And then he had tackle on some of the orc blitzers. But this one, this one went well. Even with all the, the guard and stuff, basically I was able to keep the screen going, stop him from scoring, eventually knock the ball out, and then go in for a couple of touchdowns. So I ended up taking that one. And then round three, this one was crazy. This was against uh, another kind of younger guy, but you could tell he's like kind of a regular on the Blood Bowl kind of circuit. Yeah. Because he's chatting with a bunch of guys. And it was a good game to play against him because he was really 
strict about the order of things and like first you declare which square he's going to fall into yeah when you block somebody then you decide whether you're going to follow up then you roll to see the armor where i just kept wanting to roll the armor roll right away and kind of stuff like that was really good playing against him to just cement the order of things sure and how it goes but he had a multicolored skaven team where the skaven themselves were multicolored and then he had Skaven Blitzers, and they had blue-edged bases. Yeah. And then he had Skaven Gutter Runners with green-edged bases. And mm-hmm. then he had linemen were yellow-edged, and then his thrower was purple. And then, so the models were rainbow-colored. The bases were those different colors. And then he had, when you play the Blood Bowl on the pitch, you use little rubber bands. It yeah. is a popular way to keep track of who has what skills. Yeah. And so he had different colored rubber bands representing different skills. So you'd have like a, I don't know, you have like a green colored Steven Blitzer. So he's a Blitzer, so you'd have a blue base. But then you would have a red rubber band, which was different than the guy with like the yellow rubber band. <laughs> but he had you know his list out there so you could see what skills he had. Yeah. It was kind of cool because he had kind of one of like each kind of skill. Like he had one guy with frenzy, one guy with strip ball. One one of his guys had leap, um, and he ended up using them all in a game. Yeah, kind of got me pumped for mixing it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, taking it back to our Blood Bowl league, but ended up uh, beating this guy uh, two to one. He this is also the game where I figured out that I like to receive the ball first rather than kick off. Okay, what do you what do you do usually? I usually choose to receive, yeah. Yeah. Usually, in the past, I've always chosen to kick off mm-hmm. because, I don't know, no matter how the game's going, it's always nice to know that you're going to get... The second half. Yeah, you're going to get yeah. the ball at the second half. Sure. And then the other thing, too, is with Blood Bowl tournament games in particular, they the time on them is running pretty close. Sure. So you don't always get to the end of the game. So, uh. <laughs> like, if... Do you want to slow play a fool? <laughs> no, like, if they score, then you score, then they kick off to you and you score. Uh, there might not be enough time. Right. Um, but we finished all my games this weekend. And, um, yeah, just the receiving, basically... I decided I like this because it's nice to have a full team at the start of a drive. Yeah. And you get to beat up on them first. <laughs> I decided that I think I like that better than yeah. having that knowledge in my pocket. I think that's good especially sense. Especially with how fragile the guys are. <laughs> you don't want to get it spoken first no. thing. So, yeah, it's good. Good to get some games in. Two wins and a loss. Didn't win anything. Okay. But looking forward, we got our Blood Bowl campaign game is this Sunday. <laughs> getting together at the Raj Lodge of Mwasa, cooking some treats. <laughs> Going to play some fucking Blood Bowl. What was your overall standing there? It looks like you came in 14th out of 20, Raj. Oh. I like how they added a D to your name. You're Joe Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know they had the standings up. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, the championships then. I was rocking fucking the bull ogres of the Drakwald. I had a Slaughtermaster with a Chronic Command Dispel Scroll, Lord of the Maw. I had a Firebelly with a Hellheart. I had a BSB Bruiser with Sword of Might, Enchanted Shield, Iron Curse Icon, three ogres, additional hand weapons, and Muso, four guts with the musician and a standard, 11 iron guts. Full Command, Banner Discipline, 11 Nabos with a Muso, 4 Mornfang with a Gleaming Pennant, 
and Musician Standard for Maneaters with Musician Standard Banner of Eternal Flame, three solo Saber Tusks, and an Iron Blaster. All the scenarios had bonus objective points for controlling terrain features. So it was the same. You could get up to three points for controlling mm. terrain features per scenario. And then there was also additional uh, battle point that you could earn throughout the game. So round one was a standard deployment, and then... You get plus one point for each enemy model slash unit that can channel or generate power dice that was dead or flood off the table at the end of the game, up to a maximum of three. And then if your opponent didn't have them, you'd get them automatically. So round one, I played against Alex Nikitenko, and Alex was rocking demons. He had a great unclean one on Laura Death with a couple gifts. He had a Herald of Nurgle, the BSB, with two lesser gifts, 43 plague bearers. <laughs> Full command, plague-ridden, standard of discipline, two skull cannons, soul grinder, which was pretty kitted out, bunch of crap. Which weapon did he take? Well, a stone thrower or a? He was a Nurgle bro, Nurgle bro with demon bone claw, phlegm bombardment. So that's stone thrower. Okay. And five furies, four beasts of Nurgle, two solo beasts of Nurgle. So I played Alex at Pure Hammer, and I played Alex at Bits a few years back. And I, I beat him both times, so I was up on him pretty good. So going into this, I was like, all right, at least I got that Just mind got that, advantage going there. Just got so, that good lucky feeling. So turn one, fucking reign of chaos, he rolls the Slanesh one. <laughs> kills my cannon, kills a couple of my saber tusks. Kills one of his cannons, though. So it wasn't all one-sided. Yeah. But then shoots his other cannon, kills a Mornfang. They panic off the fucking table. So, like, turn one, I'm down 600 points, 500 points, something. I'm like, oh, shit, this ain't going to be good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just fucking push it forward. I was getting pretty shitty rolls. Like, nothing was going my way. Low, low magic phases, shit. Obviously couldn't pass a fucking leadership test to save my life. Pushed it forward. Like, turn three, I got to make a break. I got to get in there. I got to fucking hit this guy make some fucking shit come my way. A little bit of desperation because... Who cares? It's a fucking game, right? Turn three, great unclean one, pops a fucking purple sun, kills all but one of the iron guts. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, like, they, they panic and they end up rallying, but I'm just, like, scattering my shit trying to keep points. But there was no pulling it back because I didn't really kill anything yet on the fucking table. The man-eaters were fucking about trying to kill the big fucking demon crab thing <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, i was just gross so uh, i found with the ogres that if i if i get average dice i'll fucking win every time they're they're strong and generally forgiving if the dice forgive me or the opponent just gets really lucky and i'm not taking anything away from alex because he knows his shit well he played it right he did exactly what he needed to do to kick my stupid ass so uh, mm -hmm. plus i was in kind of a funk over the whole girlfriend issue at the time so Anyways, I got fucking beat up on pretty bad. Took that hard, Al. Did you get any objective points or anything? Yeah, I got I got a handful of objective points. I got terrain and Did um, he get the max then too? Yeah, he pulled max points off so you, me. You're, you can get a max win and then the other guy can still get some points. Yeah. Based off the objective work. Right. So I I got a handful of points out of it, so I wasn't bottom of the barrel, but I was fucking sinking down pretty well. So then scenario two was a blood and glory deployment. Standard victory points, though. Same bonus objectives for controlling terrain. And then there was a hidden objective that Ooh. you get in a little fucking... After you deployed, they'd come around and give you your hidden objective. Mm, and then... reminds me of core... Yeah. Core comp. <laughs> Mine was 
to capture at least two of your opponent's standards by the end of the game, a battle standard included. So played against Ryan Nickel with the High Elves. Uh, Mr. Nickel. So I played against Ryan. If you got a couple games up on him as well. I was two good games. Luck, good lucky feeling. I was two games up on him as well <laughs> from two past tournaments. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, that might not be a good sign. So he had high elves. He had an Archmage level 4, Talisman of Preservation, Book of Holoth on high magic. Had a level 2, Ring of Fury, Metal Magic. Noble BSB with a great weapon, Armor of Kalidor. 25 Seaguard, 14 Archers. 12 archers, both of them had musician. Seaguard had full command. 5 dragon princes. 27 sort masters with a banner of the world dragon. 3 bolt throwers, a phoenix, and 2 great eagles. So last time I played him, I was able to cannon off his phoenix round 1. So I'm like, well, seems like a fair plan. Wasn't able to accomplish that. This is one of those games where you just don't make any saves or any wounds. <laughs> I pretty much couldn't do either of those things throughout the whole game. The man-eaters got entangled with the phoenix. So last game was the leadership rolls were the problem. Yeah. This one, the, the <laughs> this save, armor saves and the wounds yeah. were the cause. So, uh, you know, right. man-eaters get tangled with the phoenix, end up breaking, you know, they get away, whatever, rally later on. No, you end up shooting them, so they rally on snake eyes, so they never did come back. But left flank was... Four Iron Guts, pussyfooting around with the Dragon Princes, trying to keep him off me. Mornfang caught an early charge on the flank of his big archer block with his level two in there. Uh, like where that's gone. He was steadfast, though, with a, with a re-roll, so I had to fucking mow through them all. <laughs> and eventually, like I, he charged uh, the knights in there to help out, and I ended up breaking them because I was killing so many goddamn foot yeah. elves. Uh, so broke them, fucking ended up. Yeah, With the Mornfang and, so and the small unit of guts, I took out a bunch of the fucking uh, bolt throwers, and yeah, that was all right. The problem was I was going Operation Grizzy with the guts, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I needed a ten one round. And I'm like, all right, well, I can hold off and just fuck about. You're gonna charge me, or I might as well try it. Whatever, who cares? Because I'm not really afraid of getting flanked by elves. Mm -hmm. So make roll the charge to try and get into the Swordmasters. Fucking flub it. Don't get there, and then I get flanked by the Sea Guard. Charge in the front by Swordmasters with a BSB, and then he starts getting magic off. <laughs> That's where that was the fucking wild card I didn't fucking yeah. see coming. So he fucking mows through me, ends up fucking. Like I said his Swordmasters had plus one to hit. Yeah, there's the round. Hitting on twos, three rolls. Oh no, they no, don't get re rolls. No re rolls, yeah. but they're hitting, but on, hitting twos, on twos. High strength. Hitting on threes, no armor save. I did end up getting my unit of three ogres with two hand weapons into the flank of the sea guard, <laughs> but his Swordmasters did so many fucking wounds yeah. that. Those guys end up just breaking and getting the fuck out of Dodge. And then my block got fucking taken out. My characters got taken out. It, it ended with, because I was stubborn on an aid. Mm -hmm. I think it ended with just the Slaughtermaster standing there fighting all these elves. <laughs> <laughs> he killed my uh, Firebelly before I could pop the Breath Weapon because I had him in the in the flank. So, like, I got this big bus of Iron Guts. And then BSB is in a challenge with one of his dudes, or maybe it was the Slaughtermaster. I got all my characters lined up on the side against the Sea Guard, mm. one of which was the Firebelly. But the Swordmaster did so much goddamn killing that all the characters had to go back to their places to maintain <laughs> formation. We had to call a judge over and ask that. I didn't know if you'd take these dudes out of combat to maintain formation, and that was the way it was ruled. Mm. So then I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just put the Firebelly in the front rank. And, of course, he got schmucked because he had taken a wound from a miscast early in the game. We mm -hmm. fucking dropped the template on his fucking head. But, yeah, I went down. 
Not pretty bad. I did pull a bunch of objective points. Yeah, so. sneak some, sneak some points out. Yeah, that part was all right, but wasn't ten, able to ten do man, it. <laughs> Non-blower unit. <laughs> They're always great for for the terrain. They just forest, they just the flank. They just hid behind a building. And then later on, either claim the building or claim the hill or something. So they, they're always good for a point. It's like 35 points guaranteed. So next round, I played Garrett Mercer, Mercier, something like that. Okay. He had Chaos Orbs, my first taste of Chaos Orbs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, you never played? I never had. Okay. So he had a, a Sorcerer Prophet on like ton of magical items, Dark Forge Weapon, Enchanted Shield, Talisman of Preservation, on Lore Metal. He had a Demon Smith Sorcerer, Lore Death. He had a Dark Castellan, which is a BSB. A is bull Castellan with a K or a C? C. <laughs> bull Centaur, Taruk. And that dude, we'll get to that, but he's pretty solid. What are his stats? Do you have his stats on there? Yeah, I do. Move 7, Weapon Skill 5, BS 2, Strength 5, but with a great weapon. Toughness mm-hmm. 5, 4 wounds, 4 for initiative, 4 attacks, Leader 9, Ooh, 1 nine. plus armor, 2 plus save. I had a Dawnstone. Oh, nice. Dragon Helm, and the other Trickster Shard. Hit a Hobgoblin Con. How many points is that? That rose 235. Hit a Hobgoblin Con on a wolf. Yeah. Pretty much butt naked. Sent yeah. some throwing knives. Like the fast cab wolves. Yeah. 22 Infernal Guard. Your standard butt heads and core. <laughs> yeah. Two <laughs> units of 30 Hobgoblins. Two units of Bull Centaurs. One was three strong. One was four strong. Okay. And two Hell Cannons. So, I'm not surprised that you... Ran into Chaos Dwarves. There's a shit ton of Chaos Dwarves yeah. in the championships. <laughs> there was a lot. An amazing number. This this list was pretty tricky. I feel like because his Death Wizard got Doom and Darkness. So Doom and Darkness combined with those Hell Cannons is pretty fucking greasy, dude. Mm, yeah. So there so was... got a minus four. Yeah, minus four if he does any casualties. And that's fucking terrifying, right? But So this bro... He said he had stayed up to like six in the morning painting these guys to get them done. <laughs> so he, he, I could tell he was a cool dude, but he's just super like tired and out of it. He had two two prior losses. Yeah, starting to, start to wonder if it's if it was worth it. <laughs> so on the left flank, I he like straight up Operation Grilled with one unit of Hobbs, and I'm like. I got nervous. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I think he's got something. Because I could have hit him with the Mornfang. But I'm like, eh, all right, I'll just chill back. So I marched up like two inches away from him. And the Torok was fucking chilling behind this rock right there. So I think maybe he wanted to flank me with the Torok or something. But anyways, the Hobgoblins charged the fucking Mornfang. Mornfang well through that whole unit in no time. Mm-hmm. And then the Torok comes in. And at first I'm like, Whatever, bro. Who cares about one dude? These are fucking Mornfang, right? <laughs> and after the first round you know of combat... You who you're dealing with. <laughs> yeah. First round of combat, he skunks one. I do nothing back. And I'm taking a fucking leadership pass. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, I was steadfast. My general was nearby, and the BSB was there. But I saw, yeah, I had a gleaming pennant, so no big deal. Past that one, I'm like, well, Mornfang are fucked. <laughs> no getting out of that. Mm-hmm. Next round, he flubbed it. I might have done a wound. I ended up breaking him, running him down, oh. and uh, actually was able to make something happen. So the guts, they got chaffed up by the Hobgoblin one turn, and then fucking blasted right through them. Just fucking pushed him forward, pushed him forward. He put some Hobgoblins in the flank of him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, like, mowed them all down. <laughs> no, actually, that's where the Hobgoblins went, not into the Mornfang. So 
made this like far flank charge on him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, psych. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a weird wheel, but I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. I'll kick the shit out of him. So, and that's how the Torak got in right away. But guts like fucking beat all those dudes to shit, and then like reform for it. I'm not chasing these little bros because they're under 25. percent It's like turn two, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, all right, got through that. Then he pushes the other unit up. Charge them and get through them. The man eaters had set up way on my right flank. Went forward straight towards the hell cannon one round, mm-hmm. which was kind of dumb because if he would have rampaged, I'd have been hosed. But because he thought I was going to charge it and then get beat up by the hell cannon, but I ended up fucking going around them to come up in the asshole of the big dwarf unit with all of his characters. Mm, so, so at one point he pushed one hell cannon, like pretty much Operation Grill, pushed it right up to chaff up. The gut star says main unit wouldn't get run over by ogres. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's just bombing me every turn, trying to hit me with doom and darkness and shit like that. There was one round, I took one leadership check, and I didn't realize it at the time, but it was on a five. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, all right, they need a panic check. And I wrote like a four. I was like, all right. And then it occurred to me, like, right as I did it, like, oh, those bros <laughs> needed a five or you would have fucking saw them off. So either way eventually though like the man eaters end up charging into the dwarves i did a bunch of killing and then next round he got some magic off but you know he was steadfast on a 10 took him a few turns but he killed all the man eaters and then by then the gut star is ready to go got in cleaned his clock it ended up being the gut star fighting just his bsb and he brought the cannon in on the flank mm-hmm. so i was you know casting augments on myself to keep my shit going like plus one toughness, I'm not being wounded. And at the end, though, cleaned him up well. Finally, won a fucking game. The Bulogas <laughs> resurgent. Yeah, it's feeling Did a little max max win there. Yeah, I got max out of that one. Nice, super solid. Yeah, there was some bonus points for getting him at his fortitude. This is another fortitude deployment scenario, and there was another one for keeping your general alive there. So I got everything out of that because I also able to control the terrain. Mm-hmm. So those fucking bull centaur. They're just not very scary. No. It was funny because he had like the big bases, like a 50 by 100 millimeter base, but he had those old little tiny weedy bull centaur, the metal ones. <laughs> Cavalry size ones? It's a, yeah, it's this tiny little bro in the middle of this huge base. It's pretty comical looking, but <laughs> I did send a unit of four iron guts into a unit of four bull centaur, and after a few rounds, he ended up beating me. But he he only had three dudes and I had four. But he was striking first because those guys had hand weapon, uh, uh, strength yeah, five, weapon two swings, like weapon skill five, so a four, two plus armor save, yeah, like that. So he did end up getting yeah, those people guys. People go defensive on those ones. Yeah, after can't be hitty with only two attacks. Yeah, well, you know, it makes perfect sense. The other unit he had had great weapons, but I was able to chaff him up with the Noblars and then later on flank him with the unit of three ogres. <laughs> he was getting close to me, unit of three ogres and Noblar. I got nothing else standing the fuck around. So I'm like, oh, shit, you're going to get my ogres here. So I do a swift reform, pop into this building. So like, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. But, he, you know, I ended up getting the Noblars. In the flank, the three ogres with two hand weapons beat him. You don't even have to do any wounds. You just beat him. But I fucking broke him twice that game. Wasn't able to catch him either time. Mm-hmm. I was rolling pretty dick for that. That's how my game against Ryan, I I broke the Frostheart Phoenix twice. Was never able to catch it, though. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> just fucking flies away, man. Yeah, he takes off. Sips on out of there. Catch a bird. So, yeah. After that, fucking partying ensued, man. Yeah. I went with the lacrosse boys to a local brewery slash restaurant nearby 
where I wolf down a lot of coffee <laughs> in preparation of the night's festivities. <laughs> and I did drive quite a few appetizers and a, a two a.m. burger, half pound patty with a slice of hash browns, <laughs> uh, bacon, and a fried egg and some cheese. <laughs> Sadly, I didn't get the whole thing into me after all the chicken strips and uh, <laughs> like the taquitos and the nachos and like the pretzel breadsticks that everybody had ordered. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was working on my gut magic at that point. <laughs> but uh, when I got back, you and Domus, you guys were looking pretty good, pretty, we, pretty we, happy. We had decided the night before that we were going to get completely wasted on Saturday, so. We just started fucking hitting it, and we... Fuck, what a blast it was. Pretty much, we all just hung out and talked and fucked around all night. Mm -hmm. There's a couple guys trying to get games going. I'm like, I do not want to be committed to any games right now. I did probably half an hour to an hour of shirt off Garage Hammer podcasting. It's me and Domus and Wildman. Completely unusable podcast. It was, <laughs> it was like nothing going on. White Tech even took his shirt off for this. <laughs> Over there, I saw that. He was doling out all the goodies he brought. He had a ton of like chocolate, peanut butter stuff that he gave to Gareth. And Tons of pizzas. Me and Domus shared an almost 10 second open mouth, no tongue kiss. So <laughs> a lot of grossed out faces looking at us when we finally separated. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Also, I also had some experiences while I was over chatting with Fnuff on uh, an Ohio Hammer recording. First comes over Domus. You know, he's a little tipsy and stuff, <laughs> fucking around. Starts licking my neck. Yeah, like wide open, like a dog yeah. would lick it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. That's kind of cool. Whatever. <laughs> Eventually, he'll lose interest. He wanders off. <laughs> and then uh, probably six or seven minutes later, Greg Dan comes in and... I don't think he saw what Domus did, cause, but he started licking my neck, too. I could think it's the exact same spot. It's like, oh, you're licking Domus spit off my neck. <laughs> Joke's on you, bro. Yeah. And then probably about eight or nine minutes after that, Dave Whitek comes in, wide open, grabs me in a bear hug, and kisses me full on the mouth for probably six or seven seconds. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, it's my fir my first man kiss. Went nice. pretty well. Uh -oh. <laughs> I don't I don't think he felt my boner. <laughs> but it was some nice beard on beard action. <laughs> but then Wildman saw that, so then he started trotting over, thinking he was going to get a smooch too. <laughs> but he had to settle for nibbling on my ear. <laughs> you weren't cool with that one, huh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just being molested over and over. There were some fucking cockcopters flapped about. I did a wristwatch, and then as I was doing the wrist wristwatch, I see Mark popping out his camera really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking packed my pecker away and claimed that he ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat my dick on Twitter again. Yeah, I think at this point I want to give some shout-outs because... Andrew Sherman was running like a 500 point warbands tournament or something like that. Yeah. And I guess I didn't think about it, but in years past, the hall would close like right after the final game mm -hmm. within like an hour. So the main hall would be closed at like 10 o'clock. But since Andrew was running that, that went till like two in the morning or something. So 
that main hall area. That was awesome. Like you got to stay open until like three. Yeah, we all had a place had a to central congregate. Place. And, yeah, instead of like going from room to room. Yeah, causing trouble. It people, kept everybody people together. Excluded. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, thanks, thanks, Andrew Sherman. <laughs> and then I have a second shout out for Wayne Barry, who oh yeah. Has the, Night was starting to wind down a little bit. He was like, ah, I'm going to head up to my room. And he started pulling off his cooler. <laughs> and I kind of heard the slosh of beers in there. So I'm like, well, I'm out. I'm like, but maybe maybe I can get one from him. That'll last me a while. <laughs> and um, so he's walking out. And I'm like, wait, wait, can I uh, get, a, get a beer from you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't know if there's anything in here. But if, if there is, um, <laughs> I open it neat. up. And it's like completely fear- filled with beers. <laughs> and like both of the whiskey. Skis are in there. Jackpot! And he's like, oh, yeah, load up. <laughs> and like I started getting my handfuls, and he's like, oh, you know what? He just started hauling it back and pushing it <laughs> into the group of guys in that big circle. He's like, help yourselves. <laughs> like, everybody was kind of out of beer, but uh, he, he kept Not it going. anymore. That's a fucking good lesson for next year. Yeah. There's a point where me and Domus were out of beers. We bought a few at the bar, and then it's like, well, I got beer upstairs. So we go upstairs, get my beer. And it was warm, which I don't mind, but he's like, oh, I don't like warm beer. So we're searching around for a fucking cooler. I'm like, well, we got this Games Workshop bag. So he took whoever's fucking Games Workshop shit was out, put it on the table, filled the bag with ice and beer. So I'm walking around with this fucking bag. <laughs> when I first walk into the hall, it's just puking water everywhere. It's already oh, melting. Oh, nice. Everybody's like, your bag's leaking. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know the bag's leaking. <laughs> so I just fucking set it on the floor, and it was a fucking black plastic Games Workshop cooler for as long as that 18-pack well. lasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good fucking times though. It was cool sitting there. We chatted with like Dustin and I think Gerald yeah. was around and Ron McCallum. Yeah, yeah, Ron's a cool dude. I like yeah, that guy. He's awesome. Skull Bros. I got another shout out for Rotor for his hip hop song. Gotta let the jizz blow. <laughs> I heard a lot of that over the weekend. Yeah, I've been unconsciously <laughs> mouthing that and saying it at work all week. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think he's got what it takes. <laughs> All in all, a fucking awesome night. I think it was it was either two or three when I finally, like, I really got to fucking go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then everybody seemed to have followed because you came in the room right after I closed the door. Yep. I think everybody called it around two or three, so. Yeah. What a blast, was, though. Yeah. It was a damn good time. It was awesome. I was sitting there chatting with Dustin quite a bit about, you know, tournament shit and smoking cigs. Cash was fucking wasted. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Telling stories about his travels to London and Amsterdam for work and all the fucking shit that goes down. And So that was cool. Everybody was out in fucking proper form. Yeah. It was an awesome, awesome high point. Yeah. That was kind of end of end of my weekend. I didn't have any games or anything on Sunday, All so right. I slept in till eleven, twelve. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Popped over to the mall, got some chow, and then just pilfered those bit spins they had over by the forty k hall for yeah. like two hours. It's fun just rummaging through there because they have tons of old out of production models. <laughs> reminisce over. Hey, Saturday, I'd gone to lunch uh, with the Twisted Troop. You know, Ryan Jordal and. I was so fucking starved. I went to Panda Express. I got a triple entree plate with a huge pile of fucking rice. And it was just drove it all. It tasted really good, but it was super, super sweet. You know how greasy food is really awesome in that moment. But that was a fucking wise choice. I don't even think I had dinner that night. I was like, well, I'll just eat some of these snacks and be good to go because I'm not going to blow a bunch of loot. Either way, fucking Sunday. So we went to bed three I got up at fucking 7, 
Tournament yeah. started at 8 that day, so you had to be down there early. And in it to win it. Yeah. Rock this shit. So fucking next game, it was a fucking like random deployment where you know you might end up right flank or left flank or center or choose. That kind of deployment, dawn attack. Bonus battle points, plus two. If it, uh, there was a special magical item, you guys, called the Ooh. Claws of the Plague Lord. 14-inch range, bound power four. And if it's cast, then the unit must take D6 toughness tests or suffer a wound with no armor save for each failed test. If you kill your opponent's general, his claw would fucking slither over to you and you'd have both claws. And then your range would go up to 21 and it would be D6 plus three. Oh, badass. So, I drew a bro whose name isn't on his list, <laughs> but he was rocking high elves. High elves. Techless. Oh, cool. 450 points for this bro. Killed him a couple times. So, yeah, he had Foz Protection, Dwellers, Enchanted Blades, Harmonic Convergence, Amber Spear, Purple Sun, Enfeebling Foe. You see it coming? <laughs> and Flaming Sword of Rune. <laughs> Flaming Sword. <laughs> Flaming Sword of Kevin Bruins. <laughs> and then he had a level two, looks like, on Heavens with a Forbidden Rod. Had a BSB with a great weapon and armor of Kalidor. Seems like a popular configuration for your BSB. Mm -hmm. Three units of five Reavers with spears and bows. 18 archers with a standard barrier musician. 11 archers with a musel. 26 white lions with a full command. Banner of the World Dragon. 18 sort masters with standard bearer musician and a lichbone pennant. Two bolt throwers, Frost Hot Phoenix. This fucking game, I was like, oh shit, it's techless. Operation Grizzy, yeah, right? Yeah, Operation Grizzy. Push it all fucking forward, turn one, skunk the goddamn Phoenix with the cannon dead. Mm. Perfect. Moving right along. <laughs> There's a lot of shooting coming at me. He ended up doing a lot of damage with the shooting. By the end of the game, he got all but one Morn Fang. He got all the Man Eaters. The key of the game, though, was. The fucking gut star just fucking charging up the Morn Fang got in with the sword masters and just cleaned their fucking clock big time. Like mm -hmm. ran him over. Didn't catch him though. They rallied, ran into him again, got him all turned, started cleaning up uh war machines and then got into the eleven, twelve shooty guys, whatever it was, and then got the other mm -hmm. war machine. So and it was pretty much down to one fucking dude doing all, one, one dude on his big old fucking critter doing all that shit at the end. <laughs> and I was just, get him into combat every round, don't let him yeah. fucking shoot me was the goal there. So the Morn Fang ended up cleaning up pretty well by the end, even though I thought for sure I was going to lose him. The Gut Star just fucking, I had a, there was a point where he pops Teclas out, puts him kind of off to the side and a little bit behind the White Lion. So I could have just charged out the Fire Belly, popped the Breath Weapon, and killed that motherfucker. But I'm like, eh, you know, that won't be as fun as just going into this unit. So I send the three ogres into the flank, and then I send the gut star into the front. A couple turns later, zero of those bros left. Mm -hmm. They're stubborn on nine or ten, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. So they held out, but they end up getting fucking sl slayed. And then Teclas went down to that fucking special magic item because he was <laughs> he was within oh, 14 yeah. inches. So I killed him Is by he making like toughness two. He's tough too. <laughs> and he, well, That's he Teclas killer right there, bro. No, he had some item that if you pop it, you get some extra dice, but it drains him, and then he's only toughness one, strength one. Mm -hmm. So after he did that, is when I did it. And I ended up killing him that way because he didn't really have a save from it. Just fucking splat. Oh, Teclis is such a weenie. A Noblar yeah. gets stronger than him? Yeah. 450 points for that, bro. So mm -hmm. this dude, I fucking max point win. 
Nice one. Cleaned him up. Operation Grill against fucking Teclas every time. <laughs> Operation Climb Back to the Top of the Shit Heap. <laughs> well underway. Well underway. So, last round, bonus objectives. This was standard deployment. Plus three points for having the most fortitude within 12 inches of the center of the table at the end of the game. And then same shit for controlling terrain at the end of the game. Played Kyle Firestad. He's rocking lizard men. He had a slan BSB. The Iron Curse Icon, standard of discipline. Channeling staff, typical fucking build. Uh, Laura High Magic, Focus of Mystery, Harmonic Convergence, Soul Stone, Becalming Cogitation. Teto Echo, you'd never take a stand without taking Teto Echo. 185 points, Laura Heaven, you know what he is. Skink Chief on a Ripperdactyl. Scarvet on foot. Enchanted Shield, mm. Gold Sickle Sword. Level 1 Skink Priest, Laura Beast. And 23 Source Warriors, 2 units of 10 Skink Skirmishers, both with blowpipes. Two units of ten skink cohorts with a single croxagore each, a Bastilladon, five chameleon skinks, three ripperdactyls, twenty temple guard, the full command, two salamander hunting packs with one salamander each. Turn one, I was like, well, Operation Girl again. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm playing ogres. Like I had to get in there because yeah. my shit can kick his shit's ass if I don't get, I don't get, get in there. <laughs> too chaffed up. Um, move the Noblars up on the right flank to distract the Ripperdactyls. I didn't want them getting into the Gut Starks. That's where he put their little weird token thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because he fucking charges, and I end up taking a leadership test steadfast on a five. He didn't do a lot of wounds, mm-hmm. and I end up passing it, so I tie those fuckers up for a couple rounds with the Noblars. <laughs> <laughs> and then my turn one shooting was just insanely good. I killed the Bastilladon with the cannon. Mm-hmm. The man-eaters just walk up six and start shooting at that mounted skink character that was on the fucking ripperdactyl and kill him uh, outright yeah, yeah. i'm like well it's only eight shots whatever hit wounds fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> and then like he set all of his shit up so that you know i would get charged with my big shit he would flee pop behind his blocks and then i'd be fucking tied up for a turn and then he could like get other shit in front of me mm-hmm. so declare all my charges he declares all of his f- fleas. He rolls really low for every single flea. Yeah. So, Echo was in a unit of skinks that I charged. I think it was, might have been a cohort unit, but either way, I charge it. He flees, goes like three inches. Yeah. And then the unit of four iron guts wipe his ass out on my turn, too. Nice. And then wiped out one of his other skink units. One went in the building, and then the other cohort unit fled, but ended up stuck in front of his block of fucking mm-hmm. bros. Just, I just keep pushing it forward. He got to a point where I pretty much had him surrounded. I was beating the shit out of him. He's having a fucking rough go at it with, you know, just poor. Yeah. Look, this is how my game against Nikotenko went, where my dice were shit and his were on, and this bro had to suffer, <laughs> sadly, because he had a bit of a funk there on me. But, <laughs> all right, all right. but I uh, round five blues. Yeah, the uh, got the hard L blues. It was like nothing that went his way, and. When even from my perspective, I'm like, ah, dude, sorry, like I got to keep playing this out, you know. And he got to a point where he dropped a couple high magic spells. He's like, all right, I'm going death. He got the purple sun, mm-hmm. and he's like, all right, I got one chance. I'm just gonna purple sun the gut star here on, on my magic phase. So he's like, he rolls his dice. He gets like a six, and I'm like, don't do anything. I'm gonna pop the hell heart. <laughs> <laughs> so I pop the hell heart. Slam miscast. Rolls like a three, sucked into the wall. <laughs> Just like insult the injury at this point. And then he concedes the game. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it, man. I quit, dude. Don't so, like, I start game. picking moon counters up and shit. And I'm like, all right, man, full points for me. Cool. 
So he's like, oh, wait, no, we should play it out. And I'm like, we'll play it out if you want. Like, that's mm-hmm. fine, but we know where it's going. So I end up... We know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, all of his shit was dead. He just wanted to see if he could get any points out of it. I'm like, well, whatever, that's cool. So Mornfang, kill all the fucking Temple Guard. At the point where his bro got sucked in the warp, it was like... Four Temple Guard and a Slan left in that unit. Mm-hmm. He did kill one of the Mornfang with that tragic miscast that killed the <laughs> Slan, but felt like a fair trade. Mm-hmm. By the end, I got all of his shit. He might have got like uh, two terrain points out of it, but I ended up on another max point win. Right. So two, two losses, three max points. I ended up overall... What was the fucking... There was a lot of players. We set a record for how many players. 146 people. I came in 12th overall, even after taking two bad losses in the first two rounds. So, yeah. It was a decent showing for me. I ended up taking a Player's Choice Appearance Award, Mm -hmm. and that was that. Uh, Best Ogres as well. Best Ogres. Somehow clawed myself out of the fucking nasty old shit dungeon, Mm -hmm. at least back to the second floor of the building. (laughs) So, all in all... It was fun. I like that they spaced everything out, so you didn't feel rushed. You had three hours per game. There's a decent break between games. Games were long, but... Yeah, I never... The Saturday schedule isn't conducive for going out no, and getting supper. It's not at all, which is sad, but... And, you know, my the only game that went the whole they time for me was tired. game three on the first day there. The dude that was super tired, uh, that game went where the judges are like, dude, we really want our day to be over. Can you guys just fucking finish <laughs> yeah. this? And, uh, but otherwise, all my games finished like an hour, hour and a half early. And mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was fun. It was nice to get some games in. Yeah. Feel the ogres out a bit. I think list-wise, if I just drop that fucking unit of four iron guts, I do give up a standard... But I could take another Iron Blaster at that point, so it was kind of a dick move, though. They're so fucking effective. Mm-hmm. Either way, I like the list. It's effective and solid, but it's kind of fucking boring and one-dimensional to play. I can always tell. If if I get average dice, there's like a 90% chance I'm going to fucking win this goddamn game, you know? It's mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. <laughs> but it's just not as exciting as I feel like it should be, so I might mix up the list, try Double Firebelly with a Tyrant, get rid of the Gut Star, something like that. If I got rid of the Gut Star, I wouldn't feel too bad about taking two cannons because then you're going to have a lot of threats that could be fucking well solved with a couple cannons so Mm -hmm. all in all tournament was a blast yeah it was a good weekend overall yeah that was glad I made it out this year yeah me too I was debating getting in the champs next year because I was like by the end of the weekend I was just spent exhausted and Mm -hmm. couldn't even think fucking straight because it didn't help not sleeping between Saturday and Sunday but yeah Plus, Alex put that big call out to see if he could get some volunteers. So if anybody's thinking about it, you should definitely volunteer yeah. and help Alex out for the weekend. They had a couple of solid volunteers. They're always looking for more. Yeah. Tournament was tight, though, man. Everything was smooth. I didn't see any issues with hiccups. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann and Alex and the whole rest of the gang did a fucking hell of a job for having that many fucking people in the tournament. Caleb Walters ended up taking it. Yeah. Was it Nikotenko? Did he come second or something Yeah, Nikotenko like did come in second. Um that's weird, because I was only at 33 battle points by the end, whereas, like, Nikotenko was on 42 in second place. Caleb Walters was on 45 in first place. If you look at, like, the first fucking hell, 17 people, I'm, like, six plus points down, six to 12 points down on battle points for anybody else. So I did score 
higher in the bonus battle points. Mm. Uh, in a objective points, I was only sitting on 13, which was a little lower, a point or two lower than most other people at my level. But I had scored pretty high in, in sports at 38, and I got 25 in appearance, so mm-hmm. it helps you out. But, yeah, Definitely. good fucking time, dude. I think Brandon Palmer took the uh, best appearance and then a best display with the insane fucking yeah. Skull Mountain shit going on. <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. I'd like to see close-ups of the models themselves because I've seen tons of pictures of the display, but yeah. I want to see what each of the units look like. They kind of get lost in there. Yeah, it was hard to pick stuff out. I checked it out. It was all well done. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was it was cool. Whole weekend was a fucking hoot, man. I'm so glad I went. It's fun. Just I I think you could almost just give up all the gaming and just hang out with people all weekend. Yeah. Except I'd be fucking rip roaring drunk by like three or four day, o'clock. Yeah. yeah, that'd work out perfect. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see other bros that came in there. Talk about Wildman came in fifth overall. Mm, nice. Ryan Caps, who I threw my banner behind in their little cir- Circle City fucking challenge, came in seventh. <laughs> Greg Dan came in thirtieth overall. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Boaz, he was rocking a pretty cool, well done, like bright orange Beastman army. He came in twenty six. But I was checking out his models. It, it was a cool theme, cool idea. He took the Archon model and made this like champion conversion for the best of gore horror. It was pretty fucking cool looking. Badass. Met a lot of people. So cheers to everybody that came up and said hi and. The fucking Chump Hammer dudes. I'm going to start listening to that. Those dudes are real cool. Mm-hmm. Hooked me up with a beer or two and like just chatted and hung out, so that was appreciated. And anybody else I'm forgetting, and I'm, every time I drink, I fucking forget half the shit that goes on. <laughs> so, uh, turns out my brain's probably full of holes from years of alcohol abuse. Jeez. My lungs are just full of this weird film from vaporizing. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to the fucking Skull Bros for bumming me some cigs. And Joe Giroux. Him and Greg Dupuis were bouncing around, of course. Yeah. Cooking, fucking cooking in the parking lot in the super windstorm. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Those big plates of spaghetti yeah. and garlic bread. It was fucking cold that night, too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, winners finally winding down here. Ah, oh, well, you notice I still got like a four foot, three to four foot bank of snow at the yeah, fucking yeah. edge of my property here, but at you're, least most of it's gone. You're in a, like a secluded beast glade. <laughs> it's true. Little fucking... Manlings don't often venture. <laughs> Let's uh, take a break, then we'll just wrap this right. up. How about that? Well, she said I had problems. Boy, was she ever right to keep from going. Alright, so fucking ride home was smooth, man. We had some fucking, had a Euro, and I had a fucking pita salad thing that was awesome. Fucking had some good chatter, though. 
So you won yourself a Chaos Demons Herald of Zinch Burning Chariot. I did. Also makes Burning Chariot. <laughs> you can find that on eBay shortly. <laughs> I've seen either of these things. <laughs> Turns out. Yeah. Probably won't go for much on eBay then. <laughs> well, I actually get quite a few parts. You get the Screamers, you get a dude on foot, and then with the new Battle Scroll, you get an Exalted. Oh, nice. You get on foot and you get some little tiny... Little tiny, cute little, cute little blue horrors. Yeah, we forgot the whole tournament. All your blue horror attacks. Yeah, <laughs> could have been useful the last game against the fucking Brolocks. Yeah, it's good, good practice games. Yeah, the lore of Zinch, trying to get a handle on the targets and such. Overall, yeah, fucking solid. It's good times, man. Looking forward to the next event. What's next? Bits for me? Mine is Quake City Rumble. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the only one confirmed. I'm I got sure something might pop up in between now and then. I got to check out the budget here, but it's not looking good for Quake City right now. That's a $500 plane trip and a fuck, probably a $1,000 trip before it's over. And mm. I'm missing $400 of income now on the girlfriend getting rent check. <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah. He's putting out the call, everyone. He's looking for a roommate. I'm not taking any Warhammer <laughs> welfare, dude. The flight alone is going to be 500 bones, so it's going to be a little rough to fucking make happen right now. I'm booked. I'm in. My only problem might be is a Wood Elf book comes out, and then I'm only halfway done with what I want to do with the demons. <laughs> and then I start into the woodies and only get halfway done with what I want to do there. Mm. A lot of interesting rumors. Do you pick pick those up on Twitter today? No, I didn't. What's that about? Apparently, there's no more Eternal Guard, which is just like their infantry guys. With spear like bros? Two, two spearheads. Yeah. But you can use the models as like some kind of skirmishy war dancer type unit now, apparently. Okay. There's a war, dan- or a war hawk box set Ooh. that also doubles as like some kind of badass monstrous owl, like a stone feather. That's what the rumors called it. Uh, that seems awesome. Can they get rid of that Hopefully stupid... Hopefully the Warhawks are good. Stupid flammable shit on the tree can and the know. But then... Dryads. Last Last box set is apparently a... Uh, tree man not surprising and then like a weird tree tree hag alternate version mm. i'm sure they'll do some character box sets too they usually put out one or two plastic yeah, characters the rumor set is like a really limited release uh, book those couple things and yeah everything else is staying as is so hmm that sounds like some cool new stuff. I don't recommend oh, you get God. too excited because I wasn't very <laughs> impressed with what came out when the doors landed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what else got some cool stuff going on? If they made the same book but better, I'd be happy with it. <laughs> I see. It's badass. Oh, I'm sure those owls, the stone feathers or whatever, are going to be badass for sure. And Domus can actually. Be. They just got to be. Domus can bring back the the woodies as well then. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's a ton of people waiting to jump in. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. They got a lot of skirmishers. Not a lot of armor. <laughs> Armor's pretty good nowadays. That's what makes the monster's calves so good. Yeah. That's what makes Mornfang awesome is survivability mm-hmm. and a ton of attacks. Yeah, damage and not taking much. Yeah. So. All right. We'll let's, see how uh, let's talk about contact then. You yeah. can hit us up at pointhammered at gmail.com with an email. Got a bunch of emails we could go through here. Think about that. We got the blog, youmagnificentbastards.com. We got Twitter. I'm at Point Hammered. At Hammered underscore Raj. For gear, I got 
handful of white dice and a medium shirt left. Maybe One if we medium sized bro <laughs> to pick this up. I brought it to Acom, but I really forgot to take it out of the car. So. <laughs> okay. uh, otherwise, is that about all we got? Yeah, that's it. What are we going to do next time? I think we talk about dwarves. Do you want to talk about dwarves? I should probably play a game we or two before we do that. Talk about the history of the demons. Yeah, we can do that. Get How about we do that? Geared up for Raj Podge. Yeah, our Raj Podge gear up continues <laughs> with a Warhammer history of the demons. Yeah, you gonna dig into that fluff and talk about how the fluff has evolved over the Drop years? Some knowledge bombs on your asses, <laughs> on your mama ass. Some atomic knowledge. You know what I'm <laughs> All right, cool, man. All right, suck my balls. Suck my balls. Big fatty, a big fatty, Johnny, a big fatty. <laughs>